No suit and jewels. Those are not a Mass Effect Xbox. There was a fucking Star Wars Xbox. There was a branded Renegade and Paragon um, Connect. Really? Which I kind of wanted. Well, it was like one half was one blue, was one red. half was well, red. No, no, no. One was red with the renegade symbol, and the other one was blue with the paragon symbol. I kind of want to Like, you need my two connects in your life. Yeah. Well, why not? Hey, everybody, this is the Boy Hiding like Podcast. Two penises. This, this is. This is the podcast where you talk about having multiple Xboxes in all seriousness. Man, oh, so I threw in Modern Warfare this afternoon. Joshin, yeah. my housemate Joshin, he was uh, playing Modern Warfare 2 for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So I thought I'd fire up with him. And man, I didn't have it. Uh, the, the game ripped to the hard drive from my Xbox, so yeah. I put it in there. And it was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can kind of barely play it. Did it actually Bruh. kill your Xbox? Very close. It was like, it, it took me, th- I had to uh, power up and power down the Xbox three times before it even recognized the Jesus disc. And when Christ. it did, that's what I'm saying. My Xbox is like fucking... Old man Smithers going. Oh, man. I'm surprised you don't open the disc drive and just like a, a like a, a like a cloud of dust doesn't cough out yeah. and like a single moth. That's why I, I don't have a lot of money now. But if I were to spend a uh, splurge on anything right now, it would be buy a new Xbox. Yeah, because I'm going to use it. I use yeah. it all the goddamn time. So yeah. maybe after Stumptown, if I make a mint off of Stumptown, maybe. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, uh, t- uh, this is we're recording this on Friday. What is the day? April seventh, twenty seventh. I think. So. Uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, I don't think too many people who listen to this podcast are live in Portland, but if you do, if you're in the Pacific Northwest area, come to Portland's Stumptown Comics Fest this yes. weekend, Saturday and Sunday, April 28th and, and 29th. 29th. Uh, I will be there uh, exhibiting all of my lovely wares. I'm going to have my new Mushroom Kingdom uh, Super Mario Brothers map, my Legend of Zelda bullshit, Doctor Who, got Deep Space Nine it's shit. Info. Uh, my uh, table is uh, called Copyright Infringement Island. So and that's actually what's labeled. My business is labeled as as at the Stumptown website. That's beautiful. So actually, if you look for my table, I think that's going to be the sign. Nice. Yeah. So. Oh, it's delightful. Co-tabling with Bill will be the amazing and talented Kelly. Kelly Nelson. Nelson. Does she listen to this? I love. Kelly. I Even she if does. she doesn't, fuck it. I love Kelly Nelson. So. <laughs> um. Uh. Originally, my table is going to be all for me. But I've been browbeating Kelly about coming out to Stumptown or coming out to Portland for yeah. a long time. I've always been a big fan of Kelly's uh, stuff. Kelly yeah. Nelson with an I. Yeah. So and, she, her uh, website is cheappaperart.com. I cannot speak highly enough of it. But yeah, she suddenly decided that something happened that enabled her to come to Stumptown. Well, she was on the waiting list. She applied oh, she for a was. table, and she, like half of everybody else, is on the waiting list. So she finally, you know... I mean, she had no other option if she wasn't going to table with you. So good on you, Bill Mudrin. Yeah, so I gave her half my table. It's going to be awesome because we're both like copyright infringement. Because like, all of her uh, her stuff is paintings. A lot of yeah. it's, well, that's not all uh, pop culture geek stuff, but it's all very geek friendly. Yeah. But, you know, she'll do like nice little paintings of Normandy, of yeah. Mass Effect. And yeah. Garrus no, and she's, from... I'm really excited. She's bringing out a mini this year. Um, and I really enjoy her comics. Have you ever read any of her comics? No, I felt bad because all I know is her paintings. Yeah. And uh, I, I read her she, comics she back when she was on Jesus Christ. Did she Geo-Cities? post her comics to the internet? Well, she had a webcomic, like a biocomic. See, I for totally missed that. All you know her is a painter. I'm pretty sure she had a comp- website on GeoCities. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. I remember this. Feel free to punch us in the face when you land at the Portland airport. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a Stumptown Comics Fest. It's an indie comic book festival where it's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's a lot of just like a little, yeah, indie produced, published stuff. I mean, you have some of the bigger exhibitors and Portland talent there. But yeah, no, it's always a good time. Yeah. You always see some really good shit at the Portland. A lot of Stumptown Dark Horse, a lot of Oni, but then you also got a lot of people saying, here's my comic, I printed on the back of a piece of birch wood. <laughs> yes, they're all Emily Dickinson up in this shit. Yeah, <laughs> so that starts off tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, it'll already be half over, so, uh, So, what else going on? 
Uh, a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. Anyway. Well, Annie and I, we both had action-packed weeks of this week full of angst and just getting work done. And so uh, our private lives, what the hell, yo, you, you just finally caught up with Game of Thrones. Spoilers for yes. Game of Thrones if you have not caught up with Game of Thrones. So I, um, a friend of mine who has HBO, I, I went and watched it with them. Man, I am so excited because I caught up with, with Game of Thrones just in time for my fi- Oh, it's not nachos. It's crunchy. You're not allowed to eat. That's right. Yeah. I'm gonna close this so the temptation. I bought nachos right before. Yeah, it's gone. Um, I could drink your uh, green sauce. <laughs> no, um, I'm really excited that I started watching Game of Thrones just in time to watch my favorite thing that happened, like my favorite moment in all of the Game of Thrones books. Yeah, when Melisandre. 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 When the red woman. Uh, she gives birth, birth to a shadow to the baby. shadow demon. I, when I read that, oh. I actually, like, I was just so excited because that is a kind of ridiculous metal bullshit that I love. Well, it's the first uh, overtly magical thing that happened since in the books. The I, so, since the dragons thing. Yeah. Even the dragon thing is just, like, they get born, but you really don't see... Oh, it's dude. Not, it's not, like, magic and then someone casting a spell or dude, anything like that. Dude, I'm just saying she walks into fire was and doesn't get Was that a CGI burned. belly they gave her? Like, how did they do that? It I was kind of impressed by that. I was looking at it. It was really good, whatever, however they did it. It was really well done. Well, I, I got a pregnancy fetish, so I, like, screen capped that and was like rewinding. I'm re- pretty sure it was a practical of her whole front, including yeah, something her tits. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it looked Man, good. You know what? My wife and I were talking about this in Game of Thrones, and actually, my <laughs> friend, my, my friend who came over to watch, we were talking about yeah. it. whenever a woman is naked in Game of Thrones, something terrible is about to happen. Oh, oh it's, it's like the oranges in the Godfather. <laughs> exactly. Well, to be fair, terrible things are always happening on Game of Thrones. Touche. That's like touche. When you see the opening credits of Game of Thrones, that's a sure sign something terrible is about to happen. This on is your true. TV screen. This is the problem. Oh, like, with... What 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 specific events? Oh no, we were just noted after watching the first four episodes all in a row. We're like, man. Yeah, that's right. That's half the season. Yeah. You've caught up with. Yeah, because yeah. this is. Oh man, so I'm assuming spoilers. Should we talk about spoilers? If people haven't for the books. For a... Uh, no, let's not talk about shit. Well, we've talked about shit that happens. The shadow's gonna fuck. I will say this: whatever. That's gonna be interesting to see how they pull that off. What yeah. the the shadow thing does? Yeah, because the description of that in the books is really cool too. It's pretty intense. And uh, I yeah, love it, Brian. Love this metal shit. I guess it's Brian. Is it? No, they, I the they books said, they pronounce it Brian, even though well, it the looks show like they Bri- totally uh, announce Brienne. it like Brian. Yeah, I know. But I've been listening Guess to this what, fucking Game George of Thrones audiobook. It's signing the checks on this shit. And it's Roy Dotrice going, Brian's face from the face <laughs> of Island of Tar, the blah, blah, blah. I'm really excited um, about the lady they cast to play, um, I guess now Yara. We got a car- color Yara now. Yeah, she looks cool. She, she looks, looks great. She's got sad face. She kind of looks like Emily Carroll. Well, see, I was thinking, got, my wife, I turned like, to my wife and I said, it's like if Emily Carroll and, and her lady friend Kate Craig had a baby. It, it actually kind of like, this would be their daughter. Oh, that's actually not wrong. <laughs> I hate to say sad face, too, because it makes it sound like no, someone's no, no, autistic. No. She's well, you know, awesome. Kind of like the eyes. Oh, she's, she's awesome looking. Well, I guess she's a comedian. That actress. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Which you, you, for a, a kind of role like that where she's just constantly fucking with Theon, you kind of... Man, I've... Spoilers for anyone who doesn't read uh, or care about Game of Thrones, uh, you're going to kill us <laughs> for the next no, 20 I, minutes. Yeah. I really I really enjoy all the casting they've done. The guy they got to play Davos is Davos. so amazing. Is it Davros? I think it's Davros. It, it, there's no R in the name, dude. It's Wait, D-A-V-O-S. no, I think it's Davros. Man, the Onion Knight. Let's just put it that way. Oh, the Onion Knight. Big, they they called made... him Davos in the fucking TV show that I just watched they last night. They a big deal about him, why he's called Onion Knight yet. No, Have only one cur- person has called him the Onion Knight. It was yeah. the right Which granted that background, you don't need to know why. Yeah. It's just a... They make allusions to the fact that Stannis... Oh, Davros is the guy who invented the Daleks in Doctor Who. That's what yeah, I'm thinking Yeah, you're not confused. <laughs> anyway, um... Davros. No, I all the casting of the show is impeccable. I really oh, like the lady that got to play Marjorie of Tyrrell. Is that her name? Man, she hot. Her titties falling out. 
dope. I was, I was seriously. Like, I was like, well, you know, they, they, well, I guess I was reading something about how they filmed her first scene where it's, it's, it's Catelyn going to meet Renly at his little yeah. camp. Yeah. And uh, she's all like, oh, winter's coming and you all, that the, was a really, you all the soldiers of so, summer. You are the knights of summer. I guess they originally were hoping to, that was supposed to be a nice sunny day when they filmed that. Because the idea, they were trying to show how this is like one of the last sunny days in the kingdom. Yeah. And so it was supposed to be kind of like a sunlit, kind of beautific yeah. kind of scene on the coast. Yeah. And uh, the schedule got fucked up and they filmed it like in the middle of October in Ireland. And it was yeah. it was like 40 degrees outside. Oh, man. And that poor bitch playing uh, Marguerite Tur- uh, Terrell, she's mm. wearing, like her tits are half hanging out. They are. And she's all like, she's having like right, right on her uh, throne like she's all like getting off on watching everyone kill each other and she's like yeah they said if you actually go Bill, back you're and watch a poet well, they said, like if you go back and watch the episode and like she you can is... see her breath is coming out it's that cold where like yeah. you can see her breath coming out it's, it's raining on her if you yeah. like there's a fine mist and that poor that poor lady had to be like my tits hanging out it's four degrees <laughs> having to be like oh I'm so hot for my gay husband <laughs> She's weird. Someone, someone online pointed out that she looked like Mr. Bean, <laughs> but she's still hot. <laughs> she's one of those ladies who like looks kind of weird, but she's still super hot. Was it Shakespeare said that there's no beauty without a touch of weirdness? That is this bitch. Also Yara. Oh, Bill Budrin. But I was like, oh man, this show her tits, and then she got my point where I was going was. Oh, and then she's like, oh man, if you want to stick it in me, but if you want to stick it in your brother first, but then stick it in me so we can make a baby. Oh, that's what I love her. I what, the, basically all the interesting women are starting to take the stage in Game of Thrones yeah. right now, which I enjoy. Nothing interesting happens with any of them, but it's nice that they're showing up. I don't know where they're going with that character because she does Yara? not become. She's not a big thing in the second book. In, Yara or Marjorie? Uh, or excuse me, Aisha. Marjorie Terrell. She 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 does nothing in uh, the, the the book that this you... series is based off of. Uh, she shows up for a second. She's like, "Oh, hey, Renly, yeah, would you like no. some soup?" Shut up. So they seem <laughs> Shut to be, your mouth. Well, no, they. She's seem, there are a lot of slow burn. She has a lot splashy, much more of a splashy uh, entrance in this in the because show. Because she, she ultimately is an important character. Well, actually, yeah, after you mentioned that last week, when we were talking about yeah, she does become a big character. Yeah, yeah. A lot of characters are slow burns. It's like Brienne. Like Brienne is a slow burn. <laughs> now, now I'm reading the audiobook for the next. Book, yeah. which you know what the next series of Game of Thrones will be based off of, and man, Brienne, and she's getting a war- war- stop talking, stop just... talking, no spoilers. What I love about Game of Thrones when you read the book is anytime anything shows up, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know? oh shit. It's like I forget everything except then. Oh, what was it? What's the name of the the Greyjoys castle? Oh, I can't Pike. It's called Pike. Yeah. Is and during oh, the opening you sequence, that, yeah. you first see Pike, and like the towers go up with the with the bridges crossing them. Great. I just went, oh Big shit. Well, mostly just remember what happens on those bridges. You know, shit. Oh, you maybe I've got that. Crazy shit happens. Crazy shit happens everywhere. I'm shocked that there's a fight at someone's Heron house. Hall shows up. And I was yeah, like, well, they, a bitch. Well, Heron Hall. Was there even a label for that in the credits? What Heron Hall is? Yeah. Because I just saw that and I was like, what the hell is that? Because I've never seen that before too. Heron and that's Hall. actually one of the cool things about Heron Hall. Actually, looks fucked up. I like how it half should. melted and stuff. It's supposed to. There was a fire. Yeah. Well, it got People melted died. by dragons and that's shit. That's right. Yeah. Um, I liked the appearance of Bruce Bolton. I know. Man, for Bolton. a moment, like Ooh. Bruce Bolton. Does or is not that be his son's name. There, Which well, one there's Roos and Fart Bolton. There's two Boltons. There, there's there's <laughs> Bolton the Elder. There's Roos Bolton the old guy, and okay, then there's, is there's his bastard son. Yeah. They do not become big things until like literally like the last five minutes yeah. of this season slash book. Yeah. And they don't like. I got confused reading the audio book, and I was like, wait, what? What? Because they've been mentioning the Boltons like vaguely all throughout the audio book, and yeah. at the end, suddenly it's like Bolton's shit happens, and you're like, yeah. what? Wait, yeah. what? What? Like. 
That's what I like about Game of Thrones. But in the a lot show, of, they're like... threading it much more yeah. obviously. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, when this guy does this, oh, he showed. Oh, that's the guy from this episode who did that. Yeah, yeah. Because they even make a point that he's got his flayed man. Yeah, well, yeah. Here, so sigil. you know who he is. And, it's yeah. No, the casting of the show is fucking perfect. Well, it's and then Jon Snow guy, he got a girlfriend now. Kind of. Well, he makes goo goo eyes at some uh, nurse on the battlefield. She's nowhere in that's the books. That's not Jon Snow. No, not Jon Snow. It's Rob, Rob Stark. Rob Stark. And if it if it's the woman that they're ta- they're foreshadowed, if it's the woman. No, I've right. Supposedly, like the way oh, the is it a different her, character. This no, it's someone who beca- she is an instigator. She and Ruth. Spoilers. <laughs> Bill. I'm just saying. Well, I don't no. want to know. Her she, they parents and Bruce, Bill, Bruce Bill, Bolton both tie into stuff that happens in the next book. Is she time. not Is she not the... No, is she not the character who's of the small house on the edge of the ocean? Is this not this... Is this a different character? Is this not the character that Rob Stark eventually marries? Oh, yeah, that's not, what it's supposed to be. Well, then it's... She's in the fucking book! Not not, not, not in uh, Storm of Swords! No, wait, what's the second book? Fart of, Ma- <laughs> of the Matrix? Well, that's because they're compressing shit that happens. I know. That's what I like. I agree with you. Off, I think it happens off screen in the book. I know. And now it's on screen. I'm just, that's what I should tell you. It's not, <laughs> I just finished the damn book. Her character's not in the damn book. Rob Stark is barely in the book. Yeah. Because it's all, because, uh, well, because the way the books are written, it's all point of view chapters. Yeah. And uh, the only insight into the War of the North is through Catelyn, and she's yeah. actually running around with Stannis and, and Renly for mm-hmm. most of the book. And so, you mm-hmm. know, Rob Stark, he shows up for the first five minutes when he's hanging out with Catelyn at the beginning of the, this, the book that this season is based off of, and you just don't see him for the rest of the That lady was really pretty. Which what one? I really, the, the lady who's playing, I can't remember her name now, but the Rob's medic lady. You know who she is? She is the granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin. Her name is, is Una Chaplin. Is that her? Yeah. No way! She She's really else. interesting. Like, I saw yeah, something else from the last year recently. or two, and I was like, Una Chaplin, that's a great Una. What I really love about this show is all the really, really different faces. You know? Like, all of these women. Like, when you, if you put Yara and, and, and that chick and Brienne and... Like all and like Marjorie, they're all really different the looking women, white ladies. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but that's or uh, Mad Men, but like there's some women shit that happened that this uh, this. What this happened week, in Mad Men this week? Though? Um, who's the chick that you know is the president's daughter? <laughs> oh, what is her name? Isn't she Peggy, Peggy Olson? Yeah, she gave a dude a hand job in a movie theater. <laughs> she smoked some weed and then gave a dude Crazy. a hand job in the movie oh. theater. Okay. Are we done with the Game of Thrones? I didn't mean just. I think well, the we people are. pointing out, like the most interesting uh, part of Mad Men too, is the women. Just like Game yeah. of Thrones, where Game of Thrones is cool too, but like the women characters are kind of like. Well, in Game of Thrones is interesting because the game uh, lady characters they're kind of the most. It's the lady characters in Game of Thrones who are the best leaders. It kind of seems, but they can't lead. Yeah. Because they're women. Well, I was thinking about that last night. One of the things that I like that the show is kind of hinting at. Is the the kind of sympathy that Cersei has for Sansa? Yeah, like it's not. A little bit, she has because... a conversation. She basically says, "You need to be strong," and you can totally view the way she treats Sansa as trying to toughen Sansa up to yeah. rise to the occasion. And I like how, how also they're um, totally underscoring the relationship between Sansa and Tyrion. Just a, a really little bit where job. he. Well, they're just showing that he is actually an understanding. I was wondering how they're gonna play that out because in the book, in that scene where in this last week's most recent episode of Game of Thrones, uh, Sansa actually gets stripped buck naked. Yeah. In front of everybody, I was kind of like, I wondering how they're gonna see play underage that. Underage no, 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 I was in a hope of all man. <laughs> I want to see them baby. Boobs. I want to see them be a barely, ha- barely haired uh, nether lips. Uh, but I was like, uh, but I did like the ad, the hound, kind of being a little yeah. not down with. I don't know. It's just whoever the, the, the showrunners. It's are really a really good, good job. Yeah, it's a really good job. Apparently, Una Chaplin had a cameo in Quantum of Solace. 
Don't ask really? me what she did. That's what the Wikipedia says. Maybe she was a lady dumped, dipped in oil stunt double. <laughs> who are lady? I have a crush lady. on. Oh, did in. you see that? Uh, who's the guy who made uh, Requiem for a Dream? Oh, Darren Fransky. Yeah, he making a movie about uh, Noah. Noah. Did yeah. you see who's going to be starring in that with Russell Crowe? It's going to be um, Jennifer Connelly oh, and yeah. what's her name from uh, what's the movie with the girl who kills everybody? That's not. <laughs> Heathers. Um, I just realized, I don't know, Bill. There's a lot of movies in the last couple of years that came out where it's a lady killing everybody. Uh, not Gina Chiarino. Uh, Hannah. Oh, what's his name? Her name's Sarah. Sears Ronan. Sears Ronan. And so I, I just read that right before you showed up and the onion made the great joke about how Jennifer Connelly has been cast as Noah's wife. Her job is that she uh, has ha- she helps load the uh, animals onto the ark with Noah. Of course, she's in charge of uh, making sure that asses are loaded ass to ass. Because that's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really the onion's joke. Because if, you know if you know Bill Mudrin, very hard. If you know Bill Mudrin, Bill. Whenever loves... I hear about Jennifer Connelly, all <laughs> I can true. talk about is her her, her last true. scene in Requiem Which for a Dream. Which just cracks me up. I have never seen Requiem for a Dream, nor will I ever. I'll send you but... an anime gif. No, thank you, Phil. <laughs> that's all you need to say. See, because like Jennifer Connelly was my f- arguably, you know, you know arguably. What? Can I finish my sentence? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connelly is arguably my first like lady, lady crush. crush. Yeah, she's everyone's in, first lady. Because in the Rocketeer, Abraham Lincoln, when he died, I think his last vision was like, "There's a hot lady. She's she's hanging out with a dude with a rocket pack and a pumpkin mask. I don't know what's going on." No, but yeah, go ahead. No, that was the end of my sentence. See, you didn't have to wait very long at all. Yeah, she got tit, man. No, man, in like the Rocketeer, she got that white dress. Oh man, and her yeah, tits are out like a. I'm pretty platter. sure that 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 movie pretty firmly set some some. Uh, she skewed you in a couple ways. Yeah, brain. exactly. Yeah, um, I've never seen it since. It's probably for the best. I'll send you animated gifts of her. <laughs> Please do not. <laughs> I know enough about Requiem for a to know that I will never ever oh, see. Oh, uh, the the guy who turns her out in uh, Requiem for Your Dream is. Uh, Admiral Anderson from uh, yes. Mass Effect. I know that too. Which is kind of super Keith sad. David. I don't want to know this oh, anymore. I'm just Thank saying. You. Uh, what else happened? Game of Thrones. No, but Mad Men was really good. What yeah. happened this week? Mad Men had a, had a great episode where it was all split time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a linear narrative, and that was just. Man, oh, Mad Men's on a, Because I guess Mad Men, uh, the guy who runs the show, mm-hmm. uh, there was a big contract kerfuffle where. That kind of kept them from uh, working on the show for about a better part of a year. And it seems mm-hmm. like he must have done something, taking advantage of that extra time to sit down with his writers and kind of, like, come up with some interesting ideas for episodes. Because, like I said, the last couple episodes of Mad Men this season have all been kind of very thematically kind of short story-ish little episodes. And this yeah. is, this this past episode was... Uh, it starts off, you think it's going to be a Peggy Olsen episode because it's yeah. all about her trials and tribulations and shit. She gets in... Oh, man! Peggy, she gets put in... In charge of trying to sell baked beans to young people. Yeah. And no one wants to hear anything she has to say because she's a woman. But she's actually, she's the only person on the whole staff who knows what, she, she's the only person in touch with young people. And it's interesting. She comes up with the hand jobs of the weed. And she, yeah. <laughs> she ends up yelling at this guy from, from Heinz who's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I like this. And she's like, you like it. You're just too stupid to know you like it. Oh. She storms out and she's so angry with herself. Yeah, she just smokes weed and gay. <laughs> she's so angry. She gives a hand job to a guy. This is my vengeance theater. hand job. That's why I like uh, Peggy Olsen because she, when she's angry, she'll just like sexually satisfy someone and then walk away. And I even think about it. I'm like, yes, Peggy Olsen, you're my favorite. I can't remember anything else that happened that episode. It was good. Oh, uh, Roger Sterling, the old guy, he dropped acid with Dennis Leary. Not Dennis Leary. That's a different episode. <laughs> 
and stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. Mad Men's good. Yeah. If you ever can get past the depressing first eight no, seasons. No, I can't. It I is. like to smile. You know what makes me smile? My wife and I remember that Parks and Recreation exists and that we have a Hulu yeah. Plus account. Uh, we we missed last night's episode, but I caught up on oh, like last the last. Very cute. I caught up on like the last four episodes of Parks and Recreation before that. Man, I always forget how amazing Parks and Recreation is. It's like I at first oh, we've talked about this in the past, but I it's so easy to brush off. It was excuse me, so easy to brush off Parks and Rec as The Office, but different. Yeah. And what I love about Parks and Rec is The Office is ultimately about people being miserable. And hating each other, but forced to be together. Whereas Parks and Recreation is ultimately about people who genuinely care for each other and are looking out for each other. And ultimately, even the saddest Parks and Rec episode fills you with, like, this love of the human spirit. Man. It was amazing. Last night's episode was very cute because it was uh, Leslie Nope debating what's-his-face. Yeah. They had had Did a it big Paul par- Red? Did Paul Red show up? Paul Red. I love Paul Red's character. I love the scene where he has the meeting with them and he's like, you guys, please stop running. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. This fucking... It was very goddamn cute. Man, Ron Swanson does a very cool thing where he fixes someone's cable. Oh, man. Uh, what's-his-face? Uh, the dude who's dating the hot chick. Tom Haverford? Hot Tam... Oh, I guess she's a hot chick, too. Amber Perkins? Hot... Yeah, Amber Perkins. Amber Perkins is hot. Jones. Who's yeah. the sad-looking hot chick? <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. And Chris Platt. She's weird that she's hot, but she's hot, too. <laughs> Chris Platt. Yes. Yeah, that was a stellar episode for him, too. This is a great. Is if so people great. listening home are like, what the fuck? I didn't watch the show. Plus, no. Bill doesn't even remember that what he saw <laughs> on that show. But, yeah. I like that it's Tom Haverford and, and Perkins, but then it's Chris Platt and Aubrey <laughs> I know exactly. I get I get half their names. Words, that man, uh, Ann Perkins is luckily we don't remember her as just office wastrel. You mean as in she's wasted on the office? No, or... she was. Oh, she o- was. On she the was office. cast off from the office. Yes. Then I watched. Well, no, it's more like she wanted. Did you watch any of the new episodes show? last night? Like they had a live Thirty Rock. No, that was. Oh, they had another cute. live Thirty Rock. That's yeah. great. it was actually a big retrospective of TV, like oh, nice. live TV stuff. They did a yeah. parody of the Honeymooners and stuff. It was Aww, very cute. That's Man, uh, dude from Community showed up. He was a uh, black guy, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> black guy, Tracy Morgan. I might. I do sound like my old grandfather, racist grandfather. That uh, was very cute. Hi. That was fun. Just watch that shit. Community. Good TV. Community was cute. It was a Law & Order parody. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, Annie Annie got censored. What the hell was that? My wife sent me a text message. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, so you didn't see any of the live TV stuff like that. It was not must-see TV for you. What did I do last night? Oh, last night I was watching Game of Thrones. So I wanted to catch up so I could talk. Oh. And I wanted to be, look at the shadow demon get birth. Because seriously, Gamer that is my Ferns. favorite. Gamer Ferns. Is it going to be a shadow when it does its thing next week? Uh, yep. It is I, don't like it, I don't want it to be like just a skeleton zombie. It's, which well, it kind of was. It's kind of a you smoky... have to actually show something coming out of her. Man, yeah. that actress, she gets mad props too. Yeah, she does a good job. She's hot. I was, her titties I was... hanging out. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little, I'm still not totally sold on her casting. She's the only, actually the only cast in the entire really show had, that I'm not 100% on. She hasn't done much except sit around and go, She doesn't oh, have the, the kind of, I mean, no pun intended, kind of that smoky, like, visceral kind of, I th- I think the casting like, terrifying sex appeal. Yeah. You know? I think the not... casting pool for that character cut down when they're like, they're like, man, can you be naked? 
Not only can you be naked, can you Man. spread? Can we make a full frontal cast of your body and put like CGI <laughs> rubber tits and belly on you? Uh, then can you, when we put this stuff on you, will you ride around on a cold soundstage naked with your vagina flopping out? Yeah. And we'll, I we're love... gonna have our CGI artists have like a black zombie ghost come out of it. I really love that in Game of Thrones, wherever possible, whenever there was subtext that Bonin happened, it's just text. No, yeah. for Game of Thrones. They just like... cut, they're just cutting to the chase. There. Oh man, they just love their sex position. Was there it's no so Jon... great. There was no Jon Snow in this week's episode, huh? All. I watched all four in a row. And yeah, so it's together. all one big blur to you. Yeah. Man, Daenerys had nothing to do this season. Well, you know, this even is in, much even her... in the book, she yeah. only has one kind of. This thing is that... kind of a holding. This is like her her trial of suffering that well, she that's has to get about through. Game of Thrones too, because you have characters who will disappear, like Jamie Lannister. He's yeah. not really going to show up or do anything until next season. Spoilers no. for the season of Game of Thrones, yeah. but yeah. But no, that's what I like about there's like there there's this rotating. It's like a, a lazy Susan of protagonists, and whoever's at the floor, you know, changes. Yeah. So, and... That's a really awkward metaphor that I just made. Very curious to see how they pull off the Battle of Blackwater, though. That's yeah. going to be... Oh, man. Yeah. Man. Never. Game of Thrones, Game man. Of... Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> so what else happened this week? What do you... What do you oh, you I, finished, your... I finished this book, Hyperion. This is my friend's Yeah, book you were talking about me. that a couple weeks ago. I cannot speak highly enough of this book. Everyone needs to go out and read this book. Dan Simmons, Hyperion. Really good. I don't read a lot of books like that. What was like the basic that. setup of this book again? It is essentially Canterbury Tales. Oh, in is... space with the people telling each other their stories yeah. about so how So it's they... actually kind of great, because what it is is it's basically seven people... I'm going to look this up on Amazon. ...who... I, I can't... Seriously, buy it. Seven people who are in a situation um, where they have put them... They are ready for death. Yeah. And all you do by the end of the book, they are really only maybe three steps further down the path. And when they started, really the entirety of the book is just explaining why each of them is ready for death. And it is such an enjoyable book. Man, that's I cannot an awesome speak cover that book it. got. It's it's kind of old school. I like it. As I love reading science fiction books yeah. with that, that have like the old school like science fiction. I'm reading the second it. one, Fall of Hyperion. Dan and Simmons. Is I the cannot author. speak highly enough of this book. Seriously, add to I, wish list. What makes me what I really enjoyed about it was the different all. So it's each protagonist. It's in their own voice, and each one is for all intents and purposes a different genre. Mm-hmm. So like there's a there's a lady. Ironically, the one part, the one perspective that would arguably be most up my alley was the shittiest one, which just teaches me that I eat shit all the time. And there's like there's a lady detective. She was the shittiest one. There's a console. So this this political guy. Um, oh, console. Oh, okay. Yeah, not like a table. I was like, what? Um, there's um, a f- a father and scholar who's Jewish. His the way this book deals with so he's Toby faith, from, the, from the West Wing. The way this this um, book deals with faith in a post space pl- exploration universe is very interesting. Who recommended this book to you? Um, my friend, my coworker Grant. Oh, okay, it was Grant. Okay, yeah. He bought it for me for my birthday as a belated birthday present. He oh, said, "This is cool. my favorite book." You that need sounds to read like it. you got your birthday's present worth oh, out man, of it. Oh yeah. man, so good! It was really hard because I try try to give myself a book to read over lunches and breaks to give myself something to look forward to. Yeah. And it was really hard not to just run home and read it because I mean it's just all I can't speak highly of it enough. But what was really interesting is um. After reading it, it made me really wish for more games that use that framework. Like I was thinking about it, only heavy the only the most the only game I can think of recently that took multiple characters to tell a narrative was Heavy Rain. There was uh what's this um Eternal Darkness for the yeah. GameCube did that too. It's a really neat device. Yeah. Although that was the, these were separate characters who were separated in time. Yeah. And so you're essentially just like the, like there's rarely any chance for those characters to speak or interact or yeah. anything like that. Well, you could are, so is it like are they going through the same scenario but at different moments in time? Kind of. They're all tell they're all different parts of the same story. Okay. And some of them I think do kind of meet like through time gates and shit yeah. like that. But like every chapter of that game is you're playing as a different person but what, what from was a different time period. What was interesting about this book is that basically they use these different 
characters and their stories to build the world. They do that a little bit, but and you know, it, but I mean, it may, I wish that a game would do that. Yeah. And as I was thinking about it, I'm like, like the way that this book played with different narrative, like genres and uh, uh, that sort of thing. It would be really neat if it played that with would different be genres. Fantastic. Of game. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, that technically, is literally technically, Call of Duty kind of does that because every goddamn uh, chapter in the in in the Call of Duty games, you're jumping from one guy to another, That's but it's not, not narrative. It's not like it's yeah. just an excuse as to why you're fighting in Paris as opposed to Istanbul. Yeah. But it's not like yeah, and it's, it's not, not really what you're because there about. are they use recurring characters and themes, and yeah. even then, it's but not. They would never in a million years would take advantage of that situation. What do I'm anything s- interesting with that framework? Because yeah. basically, it'd be like like basically different characters coming at to the same location from different perspectives, and those different perspectives like shading in the world and shading in the characters. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a neat trick to pull off. It'd be a really neat adventure game. Oh, actually, I can think of there's a really neat um, game that I've never played. I read a really good article on it on um, Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh-huh. It's like this PC game. Uh, I sent you the article on it. Man, damn it! And I can't remember. But this is exactly what it was. You were three characters who were visiting a town, and oh, something yeah, terrible something had happened. Yeah. And you wouldn't. You could play, choose a character, and play through. But if you just played one character, you wouldn't understand the story because okay. there's more to it. And that was a little different because that was genuinely you picked a character, you played to the end, and then you could go back and pick another character. Technically, Resident Evil Two also did that a little bit because that was a game that you could play through as two separate characters. Yeah. Although most of the content in the game is exactly the same, which yeah. a lot of people were disappointed when the game came out. And it's a fun game, and there's only a very tiny couple things that you see that is actually from one person's perspective that adds yeah. to the narrative that you wouldn't get by playing as the other character. Yeah. It's a really clever device. But, and, yeah. You know, I I really enjoyed it. I can't. I I don't want to say too much about it. I already spoiled, like said some ridiculous things no, that's about cool. Hyperion. I already threw that on my. I highly recommend it. And what I really like about it is it's the first in a series, and it very clearly sets up a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. but it totally works on its own. Like, it's, I almost don't want to read any of the other books because it's so cool. It's been so long since I've read a book that poses a question that it never even tries to answer. Yeah. It's not the first book of a series or anything, too, right? It's just I just said thing. it was the first book of a series. There are many sequels. There are, like, seven sequels. Oh, okay. But this this one stands so firmly on its own. Okay. It's really good. Really good. I, I was I, I was blacking out there for a moment, thinking about whether or not we talked about uh, J.K. Rowling's new book last week, too. I think we you did. did. We did. What yeah. is it? The, log, the something lodger? The curious... Is the curious lodger? Emptiness or something like that or something like that? Whatever, Doesn't J.K. You get my money. Title, J.K. Yeah. gets my money. I don't care. J.K. gets a free pass J- from me forever. Man. You know what I did on my way here? What'd you do? This is how you know we live in the future. Oh, man, you pulled it. What did you get an N7 wallet? Oh, I got that a while ago, because I'm a dork. I like that. I got it on eBay. That's a total companion to my uh, uh, Nintendo controller wallet. Yep. Jesus Christ. On the way over, I stopped at 7-Eleven, and I bought a Blu-ray <laughs> at 7-Eleven. How bizarre is that? Man, you know what? I knew I was living in the future yesterday because of the Stumptown Comics Festival. I woke up yesterday, and I was like, oh, man, I forgot to buy, like, little poster bags. Yeah. So I can put the Mushroom Kingdom and Zelda map posters into. I was like, oh man, I need to order that shit. But uh, that, like, you know that that that's just the Sunday or the Saturday, and I don't got time to do that. But then I looked up the website, and I was like, oh, I I I I I, I can order this shit and get uh, my poster bags all in time by Friday. And I, mm-hmm. you know, checked my bank account just to make sure I had enough money in there to yeah. drop $100 in poster bags and stuff. I did this all in bed without getting up or even actually, like, putting on my glasses. Yep. And, like, I did actual some business stuff with my iPad. Yeah. Just kind of, like, even before I it's even, awesome. like, threw off the covers and I actually started my day. It was just, yeah, fucking... Yeah. And that, and they just flew the Enterprise. 
on yeah, the back I was looking of, at a, pictures of, that. of an airplane through New York. Because yeah. I guess the uh, Enterprise Space Shuttle is being donated to some kind of... I don't know if it's being donated or what. But some it's going of, to a museum. Yeah, flight museum in New York. Mm-hmm. And that was very cool. I saw all the photos. The, the number of photos people took where it's the, the, it's the Enterprise on the back of this Boeing jet flying right past the... Uh, Statue of Liberty, Liberty with yeah. the new Freedom Tower, whatever the fuck that's being built in the background. So it was like all these iconic things coming yeah. just all in one photograph. Yeah, so which someone posted it, really... it was just America, fuck yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you were actually building that Freedom Tower. Yeah. I saw like the concept art like 10 years ago when yeah. you were talking about it, but it's, know, really... it's interesting. It's funny too because they're not building actually on site of the World Trade Center. They're yeah. right next to it, one of the buildings that they had to knock down. Yeah. So I guess that's going to turn into a public park, I guess. I don't know. So, which that, that's fitting. It's yeah. also big ass tourism shit. You I gotta have a place believe, for nine eleven shit. Can't believe that was ten years ago. Yeah. Over ten years ago. Was it? Oh yeah, no, it's two thousand twelve. Yeah. That's interesting. Imagine going back in time twelve years and saying this is a photo of what downtown New York's gonna look like. Where you got this Enterprise being retired on the back of this Boeing. You got this like half built tower that's replaced in twin towers that got knocked down. Yeah. Like all well, the shit like, that's happened in the last decade. See, it's, just, it's interesting. There are these moments that totally mark time in history for you. Yeah. And like, it just reminded me, I was reading something that pointed out that um, the distance between the events of Back to the Future and like the time that he traveled back to is equal to the amount of time since the release of Back to the Future to the present. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that, that in of itself made me feel That's old. why it's freaky <laughs> that like 2015 isn't going to be that much different from 1985. Oh, but 1985 was so different than 2000. Or 1955. Shit's yeah. slowing down. Well, at the same time, it's not at all, dude. You, what did you just do? You, you ordered cars. all that shit on the internet. I know, but it's not that futuristic. <laughs> it's a different According kind of to 2015, I would have to still call up the store and say, hey, please send me print stuff. I don't know what an iPad is. Yeah. <laughs> but I, or I can get my flying car and come over and pick them up. But, yeah. Then I got to go hydrate a pizza. Um, <laughs> yeah, what else did you do this week? Man, Legend of Korra. Speaking oh of TV. man, the most recent episode of, of Legend of Korra. You get to see what the the evil dude's up to. So is uh, Amon actually? Do you think he's actually taking people's uh, bending away, like permanently? Do you think that's a real thing, or is he tricking man, I people? Because everyone else who works for him is a chi blocker, which that's just a temporary thing. But he claims to have this ability to steal everyone's bending. Spoilers for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Legend. Well, of we're Korra. talking about that last week's episode, man. I'm just saying. Um, that was um, fucked up. I, I I thought it was really, really enjoyable. Man, I'm enjoying this show so fucking much. Apparently, fandom isn't digging it. I don't understand it. On a whim, I went to go look up The Legend of Korra. Uh, its rating is on iTunes, because it's all every episode on iTunes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's got a decent number of one-star ratings. I wonder who what dipshits yeah. gave it one-star ratings. It's all hardcore Avatar The Last yeah. Airbender fans who hate the new show. Yeah. Be- because it's not, it's not Avatar The Last every Airbender. Every possible reason why you, like... At the end of the day, it's because it's not a carbon because, copy. Because uh, they have not shown all of the characters from the original series yet. Because yeah. uh, it's too far in the future. Because Aang's dead. Uh, it, the people don't like it because it's now stars a lady. People don't like it because now it stars a uh, waterbender. Because I'm an airbender. Because they like airbending so much. Uh, they're they're giving it one star because uh, she knows all of the elements this time. Except for air. Which yeah. is the opposite of what happened last time. Uh, because there's an old dude she's hanging out with at the family, and that means that she's not going to be able to go on adventures because she's going to have to be protecting the family the whole time. It's yeah. just like reading this stuff, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, you people are so fucking stupid. Uh, but that's the nature of fandom and, and, and stuff, you know. Yeah, man. Childish I just... reactions. That's what, and like, all this stuff is what makes uh, Legend of Korra so great so far, is that yeah. the fact that they rule will... It's so different. Uh, I enjoy it. Oh, that's right, Yankee, because you have not seen the new episode. Bill apparently has seen tomorrow's episode. I do not want to, I want to watch it. You get a little little taste of the, 
Yeah, you get a nice little... Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying Legend of Korra so much, so much so that I was shocked that other people were not enjoying it so deeply. Like a friend of mine on Twitter who is uh, not a BNF, but pretty damn close. Yeah. And uh, she was, she posted a very diplomatic response to the criticisms of Avatar, which read between the lines was, yeah, I don't like Avatar either right now. And I'm like, uh, what? Seriously? What? I agree. It's only she, been three episodes of Avatar. Yeah. It's not like that much. You, no one should even love it that much or hate it that much, but it's yeah. cool. I like it. Like, I'm not totally invested in it yet i am i'm really digging it man i do like the i like uh was it mako's his his history is batman's history yes <laughs> it's ridiculous oh oh i love what's his name the fire ferret that we actually oh, met Pabu. Fire, Pabu. oh my god i love that there's a little kitty ferret and a big bear dog what i could not love the, the animals more and, and the is just roaring and, and Pabu comes out and ah! my wife and i just basically sit side by side on the sofa just clapping oh. the whole time we're watching this fucking show man oh. i just even again the animation and stuff in the, oh, it's the episode beautiful. was fantastic the, the fight music against the is cheap so walkers. good Jesus, um, man, that was terrifying when Amon actually starts taking those uh, airbenders. Oh, shit away. it was really when he nice takes away that gang leaders and, and like yeah. I, I love the the fact that the guy's fighting and like he's shooting electricity yeah. out and then that gets watered down to normal fire and then that just kind of sputters out. Yeah, and like how everyone is actually like freaked. Like even oh, yeah. like these Amon supporters are like, oh shit, it's fucked up. This dude, it's fucking real. That's right. And man, they do like evolve in the ne- to, uh, this new episode that comes out tomorrow. They evolve like. It's it's good. They, they, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. In terms of telling the story. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm really the only thing I'm worried it. about that mm-hmm. is um, Bolin is a little bit too much like Sokka, where it's a little too much. Not Over at time, all. he's going to differentiate himself. He's not. But he's a little bit too much like the wacky guy who tells jokes, and at least yeah. see they're very different men. I like the character. I'm not complaining. Oh about yeah, no, him. no, no. I think I think that's. I, but as the there's that's like saying my two favorite characters in the Game of Thrones are Davos and ja- and uh, Jorah, and they're both the good knights who are there for their leader, but they're very yeah, different. That's men. actually a good point. Yeah. Man, this guy is... However, that is the character type that I always... Is my favorite. I'm like, oh, man, you're a really good guy. Well, I guess everyone's upset because, like, everyone, like... Oh, man. Anyway, spoilers for stuff. <laughs> everyone's shipping. Legend of Korra. Everyone's so shipping different characters. On oh the man, Legend of Korra and there's one. I follow this one artist on Tumblr because I'm like, you're too cute. Who is such a hardcore Bolin Korra and was before the show even ever started. That... I mean, that was totally based on. I saw concept art. I'm gonna go to this place, and it's so this funny. This main character had better fall in love with the, the, the funky face comedy guy. Yeah. <laughs> However, my wife did find really hot threesome pictures on Tumblr. And I was like, I guess you're all I did together. not you got nothing else to do. Thank you, internet. Wow. They can bend the <laughs> vagina elements all together. Oh, oh my god. Oh, They no. still have to figure out, I want to fi- figure out how Bolin and Mako are, are brothers, but they are two different uh, bending things. Because we've their, never Their seen parents that can be of different. Parents. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's what you're going to find out is that like. when Someday we'll see Scenic Wayne Manor and find out um, and, and like when Cora, like because her uh, bending was blocked earlier when she's yeah. trying to disrupt, uh, she's trying to save Bolin from getting fucked up. Like yeah. she has to fight with a big guy. Yeah. In 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 the boiler room and how she that like fucks great. up that guy with her. Like I didn't realize she it's it's Mako's scarf. Yeah, that it she's is wearing. his scarf. And she's got a little hat with love, leaf on it. Oh man, I love the costuming in this. Like Mako's like street clothes with his little red scarf. Yeah. Oh my god. Even the costume is great, man. Yeah. Legend of Korra is the shit, man. It watch just, it. It's just so excited. You know what? It's actually, you can watch every episode every week uh, for on free on Netcom. It has yeah. commercials, but hey, it's yeah. free. If you don't have Nickelodeon and you don't have cable, you can just yeah. watch it on Nickelodeon. I was so excited I could just get an iTunes account. Oh, that's man. my my that I don't watch when I watch a TV show I tend to watch it once and then I sit on it for a while and then maybe I'll go back and watch it again I've watched every episode of Legend Core at least four times <laughs> yeah no it's also just really pretty to watch yeah and it's just 
Yeah. Oh man, Zuko's there's a big statue of Zuko in the middle of the yeah, city. Yeah, that was wonderful. Was like, Aww, that's I love just... Game of Thrones. And, and well, it's, I I like the statue of Zuko because it seems like in the geography of the city you've got. In the actual city itself, you've got Zuko in the main in yeah. the main square facing out against the Ang statue out in the harbor. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, with Zuko kind of, Zuko facing the sun where the sun rises, and, and yeah. Ang faces where the sun sets. That's just kind of nice. It's I don't know if they'll ever make a make a thing about that in the show. See, but that's just... subtle world building though. I like it. Yeah. Oh, before I wanted to forget, um, Una Chaplin was on Sherlock. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, okay. What the the BBC show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, no, I'm man. Pabu makes me so happy. Oh, Pabu, I love Pabu. He's great. He's got a little kitty cat face. He does his little. Oh, it's so oh, good. Oh god, we were total suckers for that goddamn show. Oh man, it's it's just so so deliberately directed towards me. You know. Well, this I, I'm, again with the Amon thing. Yeah. Do you th- do you think we can uh, buy uh, on face value his, his backstory story. of? And it's weird too because they make like they, there's in this last episode there's a lot of talking about how the Firebenders fucked up people because Firebenders are now blamed for the death of Malcolm Mullen's parents. Well, let's be honest, Amon says most Firebenders assholes. <laughs> they were the Slytherins of the the Firebenders. Oh, the... is Zuko still in charge of the Fire Nation? Because it's still at seventy years old. He wouldn't be old enough. Yeah. He could still be running around. But yeah, yeah that could be interesting. But it's just, man, Firebenders can't be all that bad. I'm just saying Mako seems pretty cool. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying. Bolin, I love you. Um, man, I forgot to mention this last week's episode. I just wanted to point out how we're... T- Speaking of living in the future... Yeah. Uh, then uh, on the 100th anniversary of that night when, of the Titanic sank, yeah. uh, like two weeks ago, uh, what I was doing, I was watching on uh, Twitter, had two competing... Twitter live blogs mm-hmm. tweeting, retweeting the events of the Titanic in real time mm-hmm. as it happened. You yeah. know, the hundredth anniversary of the exact moment when the Titanic hit the iceberg. The hundredth anniversary of the exact same moment when, the, like, the first boat was lowered. Except uh, these two people who were uh, live tweeting this stuff. Yeah, they're they were off schedule from each other because oh, they, yeah. they were like they were yelling at each other about how the, like the timing was off because when the Titanic sank in the ocean. It's not really part of any specific time zone, and yeah. so the time has its own, or the ship had its own like uh, the uh, time stuff, and so no one can really. It's hard to, hard to figure out uh, for people to figure out like exactly when the moment the Titanic sank and stuff. Yeah, and so these two different guys were using two different ways of figuring out when the Titanic sank. So they were like live tweeting about the Titanic and then yelling at each other. <laughs> You did it wrong. And then someone uh, came up with a Twitter account documenting the experiences of the iceberg that yeah. hit. The, and he's talking. This uh, mm. Twitter account is talking about being the iceberg who hits both Titanics. And he's confused. Like, how, <laughs> how many Titanics are we going to get hit with tonight? And that happened all fucking night long with these super nerds. Two super nerds uh, in charge of the Titanic uh, tweet blogs being trolled by this guy who's just fucking with them in charge of this the iceberg. Uh, Twitter blog, which is that, 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 that fucking cracked me up. That's, I love how that's, that's how I got to experience the 100th anniversary of the tit- sinking of the Titanic. It's yep. people yelling about it online, <laughs> on Twitter, being trolled. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the new Dark Tower book came out too. How week. is it so far? Man, I'm only like a hundred pages in. Yeah. Um. Wasn't it finished? No, this is, this is kind of like a little side story. It actually oh, okay. goes back in between, it fills in the gaps between okay. two of the books. It's okay. I haven't actually read that much of it yet. Okay. There is a oh, there's a little Pabu kind of thing called Oi, who is a little monster and he doesn't like snowstorms. That's all I really know. <laughs> and everyone has this goddamn weird ass Cajun <laughs> talk. Stephen King in the Dark Tower books, uh, he writes everyone uh, from the Dark Tower world having this really weird affected speech pattern where it's all like kind of like 
country western kind of hokum kind of yeah how you doing dang it and it's really weird to yeah. read but i don't know i'll probably have more stuff to talk about that next week you're talking about dark tower's good shut up like, <laughs> i'm I so need to glad go back to hunger games i fuck you i know i talked to the dark tower i'm gonna go back to hunger games i talked to my father-in-law this weekend he was very cute because he read the hunger games and he is also a boy so his reaction was very similar he was like the first book was bullshit the second book was less bullshit the third book was amazing so yeah there's a part of me i just want you to hold out for the third book because yeah. the way it ends is such this. a bill mudron ending that yeah. i think you would really dig it because it's, it's kind of melancholy I'm curious kind of to see red. what a Bill Modern ending is, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just... I already tricked you into telling me who gets married to who and who has what baby. Because <laughs> I already guessed it. And you're like, did you read it? I'm like, no, I just guessed it. I just want to hear everyone talking about the first movie. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, oh, Katniss obviously hooks up with so-and-so. And you're like, oh! Anyway. Spoilers. So that's, is, is, that, is that all our personal stuff? Should I think so. Should we go on? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We can take a break. Let's take a little break. Ah, maybe I go to the bathroom and poop. <laughs> yeah. the, the most ridiculous part of um, uh, all of Hyperion is that there is a planet filled only with the Jewish people of the, the galaxy fact that you said that there had to be Hebron. A, there's a spaceport where only Jews can go. Well, no, no, we're, we're non-Jews. Or non-Jews, that's just... Mm, it's it's adorable. I mean, it's like, I know what they're going for, but it did make me... No, I actually like Star Trek. needs more of that stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting. Man, what are we going to talk about? Geek Week review? Yeah, what do we got going on? Did you friends. see this thing about Microsoft? Uh, it's been found guilty of infringing on four Motorola patents in the design. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about Xbox stuff, about maybe us... Oh, I was thinking about buying an Xbox. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Microsoft has infringed on four Motorola patents in the design of the Xbox. I think it's something related to the video codec or something like that. Yeah. And so there's a slight chance if things don't uh, go the right way for Microsoft and courts in the next couple months that uh, 360 hardware could get really hard to find. Uh, well, I imagine they probably have some sort of cease and desist in manufacturing until they or something figure it like out. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. Man. So who knows? Xbox has become a... Commodity. A collector's edition. Is commodity a good thing? Yes. Well, Man, it depends. I... If you wa- have one, yes. If you want one, no. Oh, The Witcher. <laughs> what do you think of The Witcher so far? Oh, I finished the first chapter. I really like it. The music, however, is so disruptive. I had the first um, narrative sex scene. Like, ner- sex scene is part of the plot. The music the is roses? such Harry Potter bullshit. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> it's like, did you, was it's that... such Harry Potter bullshit. Yes, it's when you fall down in the well. Yeah, that was super cool. Like... I, I just, I did that right before going to bed last night. Harry just found his wand. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, that's right, because she has the mattress, has the magic spell that makes her clothes fall off. It's kind of ridiculous. I was like, yes. I like that he never takes his pants off, and they kind of play with that in the show, because he go in the cutscene, because he goes to take off his pants, and he take, pulls off his shoes, but she just tugs him in the water. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And he rails her, actually. Like it's like yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming he has a zipper crotch down it's there. It's not. Something like well, that. no. Yeah. Eventually, his pants do come well, off. Well, I love that they're, they're fucking and, and like the guys above. There, these guys are coming to this rose garden. Like when oh, Elvin store is about this little rose garden being a romantic like, place yeah. is bullshit. You can hear the lovers moans from the stones. That's hilarious. Well, I, I the Witcher, Witcher is growing on me. It's cute. The only thing about Fuck the Witcher... Fuck that K-Ron fight, the giant uh, uh, tentacle monster, what the Kraken. Are you, what mode are you playing on? Uh, normal. Oh, I'm playing on it was, easy Supposedly mode. that's a big uh, hump for a lot mode. of people to get over in the Witcher 2 is this first boss fight. Well, it's I just... finished all the other plot 
notes before I did that one. Yeah. I did all the time. I did most of them. I uh, right before I got to the 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 Kron fight, I got uh, somebody started yelling about a troll in the forest being yeah. an asshole. I have to go back and finish. Oh that man, off. the troll! The troll story So I should stab. I like the, the Witcher a lot, but man, there's something about it. I can stop playing it and probably never play it again. It's kind of okay. generic. The world is kind of generic. It's not that enough. it's generic. I really like you the, hate the world. Polish. <laughs> I think the world is interesting, and I like the political situation, but I think it's mostly because I find I find Richard Witcher to be a very interesting character, but I don't... He's not really necessarily compelling enough for me to want... Amnesiac characters are such kind of a bland thing in video yeah. games. And he's, even when he's talking about, like, he's just so much of a cipher, it seems like his big thing is that, like, the only thing you're missing out on, on him not having his memories is that he has a girlfriend that got carried away by monsters. Well, there's this whole, like, other parallel universe that he was on that yeah, he's they about. just mentioned that for the first time right yeah. after the sex scene. So. And it's just, I don't know, I just, I really am enjoying it. The story is interesting. I wish the characters were, it's not that they're bad, it's just that the voice acting isn't very good. And the voice acting, and yeah, it's and a I little... I don't know, it's just, it's very put-downable. I like which Triss, I feel though. Triss about. is kind of growing as, me. as the game goes along. And I wish Vess was a less stupidly designed character. Wait, which one's Vess? She is the, the, the girl with the pixie, like, haircut who's in the, the blonde, who has way too much eye mac- makeup and is in the Special Forces... I'm she's in the blue stripes. That. She's in. She's she's one of the people. Oh no, she's the one who's dressed like a goddamn Final Fantasy character. You yeah. see, she's she's helping uh, Roach when he's interrogating you yeah. at the beginning of the game. I wish her character design was less. Stupid. She's got like the the, the the super ass. All the women in this game have the same like super Dylan Lacona super ass, <laughs> where it's like the weird tight pants kind of like. <sighs> but like they all have the exact same butt. Like I'm sure yeah. if there's a 400 pound woman in the game, she would still have like tiny little like <laughs> yeah. super ass, tiny little mighty ass. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Witcher is good. I just I keep waiting for it to get really compelling. We'll see. It's, it's still two more chapters. Supposedly this into by the end of the game, like the story you really. I really in, am but... into the narrative. Like it took the, me... the story itself, like the whole political situation, is really interesting. The how it's playing up. How... It makes me want to read the books. I was like going into this first town. I thought Laredo, the guy who's kind of the big constable in the first town, I thought it might be one of those things where he kind of seems like an asshole. And maybe you win him over to your side, <laughs> and then like nope. maybe that's your first uh, first step towards. Uh, uh, kind of building up a force for yourself to f- strike back against the bad guys in the world. Nope. That guy's an asshole. The only if thing... anything, they're making uh, the evil elf guy who hired the evil witcher who you're fighting against, they're, they're starting to make him seem, feel, seem more... Uh, um... Sympathetic? Sympathetic. Yeah. Well, the Squiatel, this their Squiatel. whole situation is very interesting. I like that name. I think no, it's kind of no, 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 I like all the elven shit. It's Squirrels. all like qu- kind of quasi-Celtic. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, 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 it really feels like an adaptation, though. Yeah. You know? It's like more so than most things. It's like that assumes a certain level of familiarity. I think that's a double whammy from being an actual adaptation and being a sequel. Part of me is, I'm, 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 I'm re- playing this game. Part of me wish, kind of wishes was just a Game of Thrones game. I kind of wish, like, instead of Squirrel Tail, we're talking about the White Walkers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's only just because I'm neck deep in. I'm not going to be so sympathetic with the. Are you going to buy the Game of Thrones video game when it comes out? Is that coming out soon? Yeah. Hell no. You think that's going to be any good? Unless it's. Uh, is it on I Xbox? I want it to be good. Is yeah. it a console game? Is yeah. it what is it like an action game? It's an RPG. I haven't been following it. Well, my only concern you with it what? is that the, the, this game company came out with this strategy game that was really bad, and then they go, "Oh no, 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 no! We've actually been developing an RPG for the last three yeah. years." It's coming out like you six You think months. it's going to be easier to make an RTS than it is going to be uh, a strategy yeah. game than it is an action game. I don't know. Game. I want it to be good. You know what? As much as I hate to say it, unless it's got the likenesses of the characters on the show. It does. Oh, it does? Yeah. 
It does. And I think they're doing the voice. I look forward to buying that for $5 at the bargain bin. <laughs> it's in got six Lord months. Mormont, and I love the Mormont. You know, I'll probably like, at oh. least, I'll check out the demo. I'll probably buy it for now. Yeah. I just got to read a review first because I'm like, I don't know if I can what trust What part of the show people. is it based off? It's, it's, if it's based off the show, not the books. I. Mm, it's so I think one of the characters is Lord Mormont up on the wall. And who you're playing as? I think so. Lord Mormont. Yeah, not Jorah. Oh, uh, not Jorah, Mormont. but yeah. And bear. I don't know. It just man, you want to talk about a generic RPG? Man. You look up the screens for the Game of Thrones. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Jon Snow and his poor. Everybody in Game of Thrones is a poor bitch. I keep characters show up and I go, oh, it's <laughs> X, the poor bitch, and fully just looks at me and goes, they're all poor bitches. All of them suffer immeasurably. And anyway, so that is why Microsoft may not be shipping Xboxes anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, have you read X Cop? I know of X Cop. I bought it last year at Stumptown from the guys who make X Cop, and I never read it. I enjoy the story behind Axe Cop, though. No, 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 yeah. It's a comic written by this uh, guy's, like, what, 10-year-old brother? Yeah. And he draws it, and it's about the adventures of an Axe Cop. It's a cop that uses axes to kill people and, yeah. and fight crime. Yeah. It's very... I mean, I've read samples online, but I've got, like, the Axe Cop graphic novel floating around here. Yeah, from It was published by Dark Horse, and it started as a webcomic. It was published by Dark Horse. Um, but no, it's being turned into a cartoon by the Fox Network now. Oh, Supposedly, it sounds like this might be taking the place of the Flintstones cartoon that What's-His-Face was making. Oh, that's Seth, Seth MacFarlane, which sounds like that actually collapsed. Oh. Which everyone was just joking. It would just be Family Guy, except instead of, like, cars, it'd be dinosaurs. Because, you know, it'd be the same fucking art style, the same fucking cast. Yeah. Fuck Seth MacFarlane. Hate that guy. Yeah. Family Guy can be funny, but, man, he's just... It's he's got tw- like the he's... thing that gets me about. Did you ever see the South Park episode where they're making fun of Family Guy? Uh, about the manatees. Yeah, with the manatees. I, heard about that. I didn't see that. Baby. I mean, and ever since I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, that is the most perfect assessment it's, of what. It's family a lot guy harder is. to take Family Guy seriously in any capacity. But so, but I, yeah, I, I, God bless him, Seth MacFarlane. You know, I he deserves all the success, but still, I just mm. I, I can't get excited about him or his projects. Man, I love Gabe Newell, but he's trying to figure out a way to punish trolls and reward good people in community-based games by charging trolls more. Uh, for uh, software or giving away software for free or at least a discount to players in good standing with uh, Valve games. Why is this a bad thing? No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, it, it sounds like this is more of an idea than yeah. anything they're actually going to implement anytime soon. It sounds like they're going to try something with uh, Dota 2, which is yeah. uh, their next big game coming out. Negativity is poison. No, I, is the internet's poison. I don't, how do you enforce that? And how I don't do know. You, when, when it comes to dealing with other people's money, how yeah. legally can you justify, I charge more for this person than that it's, person? Because this person says this other person's an asshole. How do you justify a sale? Yesterday, this was 99 cents. But when you're specifically choosing, I don't know, I'm kind of curious it's to see. It's just different parameters. Because you know, someone's some asshole, some troll is going to get upset and like try to sue Valve over this. That's, oh, yeah. that, that's going to happen two days after. Some troll is going to get upset, period. About uh, man, anything if Valve ever. Throw that together, that'd be yeah. fucking amazing. Anything that can curb just the rampant dickishness of the internet. But you, is a good like, thing. they're. Whatever uh, system they have in place for reporting trolls and stuff like that it would have to become a lot more iron, ironclad. And you oh, would yeah. need specific proof as to why yeah. someone's a troll before you sit down and say, well, you're not penalizing them. It's not like you're charging them more. Yeah. It's just people who are cool. And can testify, have other people yeah. testify that they're cool would get discounts and maybe yeah. free software. But that's oh, yeah, a great idea. It's an interesting theory, and of course it is rife with chances Man. for corruption. But Man, it's, did I you mean, see Nintendo's going to be offering downloadable games now? So explain this to me. How is this going to work? You have to go in and buy a... Uh, a... I, it sounds like I screwed this up. I, inter- well, I read the Japanese press release, which confused the hell out of me. Uh, 
originally made it sound as if even if you were to buy something through the Nintendo eShop, the mm-hmm. fir- the the first game they're gonna, they're going to do this with is going to be the new next Super Mario Brothers. Which game. is goddamn. I mean, that's the way they throw the gauntlet it, down. Finally, right there. Uh, the the original press release, the way it was worded, made it sound like you would have to like buy a code from a retailer. Mm-hmm. Like like Nintendo wanted to still keep retailers uh, cut in some way. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like I would have to go to Amazon and, and spend $40 on a retail code and then yeah. type in that, uh, 40, uh, 16 digit code into my 3DS. Sounds like that's actually not the way it's going to happen. It sounds like that's an, a possibility. Like you can do that, but it sounds like, yeah, otherwise you can just like go to the Nintendo eShop, say $40 and spend that mm-hmm. and download. So congratulations, Nintendo finally... Welcome to 2004. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's right, Bill. Be uh, angry. But that's cool. I, I, the fact that the first game they're going to do this with uh, is a Super Mario Bros. I game. mean, that's a real... That's not like them doing some like third-party bullshit. That's them actually throwing down the gauntlet. That's cool. Yeah. God bless them. Because anything... I mean, the Nintendo's downloadable stuff is so arcane and un Well, like, yeah, Super Mario Bros. And... 2, it's not that sophisticated a game, and it's reusing so many art assets from the previous Super Mario Brothers. Like, the, everyone mm-hmm. was disappointed when the when the screenshots for Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers 2 came out, it looks just like the previous new Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were hoping that new Super Mario Brothers 2 would mean, would actually be a new version of yeah. the old Super Mario Brothers 2 from like 20 years oh, ago. Oh, that's so sad that nerds thought that. Everyone was hoping for that. Like It, it was, was not like, going to happen ever. Yeah, well, especially just because that game was like uh, United States exclusive. Like yeah. that version of the game only really came out in America. At least it only uh, premiered in America first. And so the chances Nintendo would suddenly decide to say, oh, this is going to be our next Mario game was was practically nil even more just because of that but yeah if it's a downloadable title that kind of justifies them kind of reusing assets from another game a little bit more because i don't know what are you gonna do but they're still uh, charging full price it's gonna be a 40 dollar download yeah so forty dollars is less than i think i'd rather spend i'd rather spend five dollars on game of thrones rpg in the bargain (laughs) bin than forty dollars on new super mario brothers all i'm saying I wonder if they're going to do the voice cast from uh, Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, what? In the game. I do they have the go- I think they do, on, on some characters. Not hear, all. I want to Daenerys yell at people. <laughs> you let me in, I'm going to set your house on fire. <laughs> I, oh, gonna- man, I love the guy that they cast to play, um, what's his name? Zawa Zawa's Dozen. Yeah. I love that character. <laughs> no, that guy was in the Conan movie <laughs> with Jason Momoa. So for everyone in uh, Karth. Which I like they make that a thing. I know, I like Karth. It's Karth. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they just get the same casting director from Conan. Just like, we need we need weird dark-skinned people to populate this whole... Well, that's what... The, the Daenerys' big boyfriend in the last oh, one was all, was all big... We need weird dark-skinned guy. people. And now, you know, well, let's have an like, exotic black guy. Suddenly, oh, you're your new best he's friend. Not, he's just a black... He's just a big black dude. Third season, she's going to be hanging out with some giant burly Mexican guy. Oh, I'm going to stop. Fifth season, she's going to be hanging out with some big Native American guy. Never just... And Jorah's going to be sitting there on the sidelines going... I'm just gonna bulldoze past Bill's Boom. casual racism. Pixar no, is making. I'm just saying, I think she should only deserve natives or dark people. I guess I don't know what I say. I'm really a grandmother. Just stop. Grand, racist grandfather. I'm gonna continue alert. to bulldoze no, that. Pixar is making it. Bull- <laughs> he's not specifically black. Black that character, right? I is I always. I mean, he's he's not. He doesn't necessarily go out of his way to describe skin tone, no, other than people who are all bino. In the so, book, the dude's got jewels I and shit in his nose. I think he's described... I always read, read him as being more like an like an Arabic dude. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I never really... What I like about the... Like, clearly Westeros is filled with a bunch of white people. 
Yeah. Pale white people. Some pale ass white people in Karth too. Yeah. Some fucking sc- with scary yeah. ass skeletal well, guy. Karth is a in the man, background. That was okay. Glad you noticed him too. He scared the hell out of me. Oh, that's the creepiest special effect. I just turned my he wife and go. He ah. should have played the smoke monster coming out of Melisandre's <laughs> vagina. Um. Uh, anyway, Pixar is making a Daedalus Murtos movie to be released in 2015. You said that so good. I said it like someone who comes from Texas. Daedalomerto. Sink de Mayos. My my boss back in Texas would always say grassy ass and then laugh. I'm like, I'm like that the person who's gonna say grassy ass is gonna be the person to laugh her like, ass off woman, every time at that joke. Like, did it's she the first. genuinely? She didn't mean it in a racist way. She genuinely know, thought she, she just, was funny. Yeah. Like, don't say that to the native Spanish speaker. Maybe She's, don't do that. Oh man, when I went to the, go to the taco cart to get our dinner, I totally blacked out in the idea that like maybe the lady taking my order doesn't speak English because I was like, I'd like chicken supreme burrito. She's like, huh? And I was like, chicken supreme burrito and three tacos. And she's just like, and then like her husband had come over and she's like, hey, the guy was like, no, 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 no. So honey, I'll take care of this. And he's like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I felt so bad. I wish I didn't. I, I, I felt bad for not knowing enough Spanish just to. I feel awful that I don't know any Spanish at all. Yeah, especially because like, I was born in Texas. I should know some oh, Spanish man. just from, just from being bathed in that shit as a yeah. kid. I'm awful. I feel like an ugly American. And you know, if you really sit down and think it's not that hard to order chicken burrito grand in Spanish, you know, pollo, burrito. grande, burrito, and tres... Con pollo? Tres... What's ground beef? Mi gusta, mi gustre, equius pulset. No. <laughs> You're going Latin now. Um, I would have more luck ordering it in Latin. Anyway, yes, Pixar's making a Dia de los Muertos movie. And Coma here while you talking about this. Um, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Apparently Tim Schafer's already made jokes Carl about Drogo this. Hair. I can only hope that their movie is half as good as Grand Fandango. I know. They got something. They, they're, they're going up against the Pixar of games now, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like the first thing that Tim Schafer, when hearing about this, was making the joke about how... Um, their, yeah, their next movie, Pixar's next movie, needs to involve pirates, bikers, or heavy metal roadies. Yeah. So. I don't know. Every time I hear about a Pixar upcoming movie, I go, really? But then I see it, and it's good. Yeah, it's good. The only one that hasn't been was Cars. Well, it's so. who gives a shit about Cars. You know but that no, was going to be Cars, bad to begin Cars with. wasn't for That me. was based oh, on a bad did idea. did you know that Brave is co-directed by Steve Purcell? What? I had no idea. Wait, I knew wait, he wait, was wait, working wait. at Pixar Tell because Steve Purcell does. Steve Purcell is the creator of Sam and Max. He was an artist at what? LucasArts back in the day well think about it he draws really good cars so i knew he was working at no he does oh he worked on cars he worked on cars i knew he was a concept artist but he's actually co-directing straight up co-directing brave uh not according to wikipedia it's mark andrews and brenda chapman well i read a whole article fuck you i read a whole article that credited him i mean he's probably involved maybe maybe like story director or some kind of like yeah maybe but yeah, I had no idea. I'm really excited oh, that God, T- Steve Purcell perfect. is working on a um, Pixar movie that I actually oh, he's give a an shit older about. guy too. I didn't realize. Well, well I mean, I when you think about it, forever. he was a young man when in when, when uh, Sam Max when he did Sam Max at like 85. So it's not that old, but yeah, he is working at Pixar, but it doesn't Wikipedia didn't anyway. I'm not going to bore the Anyway, readers, my point the, is, I, I read an interview that identified him as a co-director. That's fuck fine. my life. Um... <laughs> No, and it was just inter- I had no idea because I knew he was working on um, uh, Pixar stuff, but I was so excited to read he was actually working on. Supposedly, the Pixar short stuff that's going to appear before uh, Brave is supposed to be really pretty. It's directed by some guy who I can't remember, but it's supposed to be. It's called <laughs> Paper Man, some dude. It's some guy in the fifties trying to b- make paper airplanes. Here on IMDb, director of Brave, also credited as a writer, Steve Purcell. Oh, you tell me Wikipedia is wrong. 
You tell me that's possible. Well, what's so funny is when I go to the Brave page. Well, animation directing is so kind of like fluid as is in terms yeah. of like who's doing what. Like, well, what's really funny is like IMDb's page on Steve Purcell identified him as a writer and director, but the a Brave page does not as either. No, that's not good. So what does that mean? I don't know. Anyway, Meh. Meh. I also think it may be Steve Purcell Meh. instead of Steve Purcell. Anyway, man, I want to see Prince of Egypt again sometime soon. Man, Prince of Egypt. It's almost so bad. So what holiday does Prince of Egypt celebrate? Celebrate? It is the story of, um, you know, Hanukkah. You're thinking of Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Was Mel Gibson? I'm going to talk. I'm not going to talk about any faith or 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 ethnicity that I am not. I already got racist in Game of Thrones, but yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is dangerous ground. So yeah, Pixar making De las Muertas, Dia de de las. It's sexual Halloween. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, in it's really exciting that Disney's... Community, there's a sex move called the Mexican Halloween, <laughs> which no one actually describes what it is, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, Disney's movie, Wreck-It Ralph, will feature cameos from Nintendo and Sega games. What does this What's... could look like? You... Can it be as good as Grim Fandango? I've never played it, but I've always heard it. Well, Grim Fandango... Can is... you have a character and character as sassy as, you know, Manny Lutherer? Manny Calavera, Calavera, my video game boyfriend. Yeah, the dude who does the voice, who did voiced um, uh, Manny Calavera, was the dad on Ugly Betty, and that oh, really? always blew my mind. Oh, I was like, but you were, um, but no, I well, Griffin Diego is such a different thing because it's Deco, it's Deco Dia de I'm assuming the Pixar movie is going to look like the uh, Dallas, the the Velvet Painting stage in in Psychonauts. Yeah. They're just gonna take. Hey, that could be a very pretty movie. I think I'm, I, is, you know, Pixar man. I'll give him a. I can't remember pass. who's directing the Dia, the Day of the Dead movie. I think it's the guy who directed Up, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no. That that's Pete Doctor. I, was say, I don't think yeah. it's Pete Doctor. Because Pete Doctor is not um, working on. They have all those guys are working on crazy ass projects. Yeah. Man. Can we move on to Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. Are you done? Disney's Wreck-It Ralph will feature cameos from Nintendo and Sega games, along with Pac-Man, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. That's just kind of cool. It's adorable. It's gonna it sounds like it's gonna be a video game Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. I guess Wreck-It Ralph is the adventures of some character, like old uh, '80s video game character mm-hmm. who's now doing. It sounds like kind of Toy Story meets Roger Rabbit, but yeah. if all all that stuff was video game stuff rather yeah. than toys or cartoons. I'll be curious to see how it does because this will be kind of a litmus test of. Uh, more so even than Tron, of like, is video game culture enough oh, to you're gonna hear about nothing but Wreck-It appear, Ralph. appeal to mainstream culture? Yeah. Man, this going to be nothing. A whole video game community. Every other article on Kotaku yeah. for a month and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, speaking of things that does not appeal to the mainstream, Yeah. I was at my lunch the other day, and I had a big pile of comics that I hadn't read. I think I talked about yeah, that Yeah, you were talking week. about it. You've been well, I took it into work, and I was like, well, I finished Hyperion, I'll read some comics. And I, I, so I, I, when I, I have a ritual that when I go to the comic shop, I sort all my comics in order of my excitement about them. Yeah. So the bottom of the stack, I'm really excited about. Top of the stack, maybe not so much. So I take off and I'm, I'm, I'm flipping, I'm reading my, my floppy. And this, one of my coworkers sits down and she goes, what's that? I go, well, it's a comic book. And she just looks at me blankly. I go, well, it's like, you know, they're like episodes of a TV show and they come out every month and you, you can buy them collected. Like... Well, here's the thing. And I tell her this and I'm like, I think most people when they think of comics, this is what they think of, right? Yeah. Well, she just looks at me and she goes, I didn't know they sold comics like that. Oh, she's thinking they're all Hagar the Horrible? I don't fucking know what she thought. Is this the same lady who... No, this is some other lady. What was the other lady? She was amazed. Oh, video games. She didn't understand the video games were had, had evolved that all be on Pac-Man To be fair, that is literally everyone that we don't know about. Oh, I know, like, I know, seriously. I know. 
Speed like I will talk to people who are no, like now they think it's all Angry Birds. Twenty two years it's old, Pac Man to Farmville to Angry Birds. I sh- I have friends that are twenty four and they uh, were shocked by Ellie Noir. Nah, oh man, I was shocked by Ellie Noir <laughs> in my balls. Anyway, tell me about what's happening next. So the Sci Fi Network is making a miniseries out of Stephen King's The Eyes of the Dragon. <sighs> tell me why I care or don't care. Or <laughs> Eyes of the sound. Dragon is a good book. It's actually a Stephen King book. It's not very scary gory. It's only like three hundred pages long. It's not very long. If actually, uh, that would be if I were to throw a book in your hands and say, "Hey, this is a Stephen King book. You should check it out." That might be one of the top contenders because it's it's all it's not political intrigue, but it takes place in this fantasy land that is actually part of the Dark Tower world. But this is actually explicitly fantasy stuff. Where yeah. the Dark Tower stuff is fantasy stuff meets Wild West stuff. This is explicitly like knights and dragons and magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very simple story about this kid who uh, he's a prince who gets shafted out of. Uh, his inheritance by mm-hmm. an evil wizard and how this prince has to essentially strike back and reclaim his rightful position as prince of this kingdom and get rid of this uh, evil wizard. Um, spoilers for everyone. Evil wizard is Randall Flagg. He's a motherfucker. You gotta fuck with that guy. Fucking shoot him in the face. Um, but yeah, sci-fi is making a miniseries out of this and Annie is blanking out. I'm well, staring at the wall. You got a text from Foley. I understand. I got I'm going to talk to my internet boyfriend, <laughs> which is everyone who's. Why do you say boyfriend? Me? I am gay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. About... Put your ear next to the mic. <laughs> Not on the mic. The headphones. I'm going to kiss your ear. I'm going to talk about Stephen King. So, what's up? What's up with some it? What's up with some Tim Curry saying, Georgie, get, get in the sewer? It's down here. We all float. Georgie. Did you ever see that? <laughs> no. The it miniseries? No. That was terrible, no. too, but people love that shit. <laughs> Georgie. It's Tim Curry. All I know is that Tim Curry. Cloud, and he rips little kids' arms Tim off Curry, in sewers. No one would talk to Tim Curry between scenes. Tim Curry dressed as a clown. 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 That's a big old liver lips going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, that was a fantastic fucking villain. Oh, Tim Curry. Um, but I yeah. love Tim Curry's career. Tim Curry. You know? <laughs> I love Halloween. It's now a Halloween tradition, too, if you're anywhere near the internet. Everyone's posting the worst witch where he's dancing and singing <laughs> to the first witch. And, and then you got the adults, like the old, washed-up, stupid people who love Rocky Horror. Like, yeah, yeah. Rocky Horror! And then you got I the like the really old, washed-up, stupid people. Fuck that's your Rocky assessment. Horror. No, I, uh, Rocky Horror is also not for me, but I like that that's your assessment. Yeah! Rocky Horror people. Rocky Horror is for fucking uh, theater majors who can never fucking grow up. Uh, if you guys like Rocky Horror at home, I love you. It's cool. There's no judgment against you. It's just I want to punch the people who love Rocky Horror in the face. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not that bad, but it's not that good. Well, it's then not again, for we you. Love, it's it's not else's for Legend you. of Korra, is all I'm saying. <laughs> now, when, when I watch the new episode of Legend of Korra tomorrow, I'm going to dress up like Legend of Korra. That's throw right. water at the TV. <laughs> and see how that goes. I'm going to get a bit. Man, the other day my TV would it turn on. For like what 15 happened? minutes scared the hell out of me to find out you're gay that's right i'm very disappointed in you it's, it's gonna <laughs> send TV you was manufactured in alabama <laughs> that's right well, what happened but no, it was working okay now yeah well it was weird it's like i unplugged the power to the back and it turned it plugged it back in again didn't work you know what i plugged it in the surge protector plugged it back in again then it worked but I, I, I actually, like, heart dropped in my stomach. And as I sat there, ultimately towards the end of it, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? That I'm actually this upset about my fucking TV being broken. The worst thing that happens, you have to buy a new TV that's even bigger in 3D. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you would find a way to make that work to your pr- yeah. personal advantage. Anyway, um, here's our last note for the week. Um, so there was a convention recently for um, not realtors, not vendors, not distributors. Uh, cinema, um, uh, like, people who own movie theaters. Yeah. Um, for um, the new uh, higher frame rate 
digital film. So this is, for those of y'all who aren't big cinema nerds, this is something that James Cameron and Peter Jackson, I think, both have been pushing pretty hard. Yeah. Um, that basically we go from what's currently uh, 24, 24 frames, frames per second, from 24 frames per second to 48 frames per second. And they're claiming that this is going to be like the next big advancement in cinema, even more so than 3D. Yeah. That's going to blow the doors well, off everything. This this should be, you shouldn't need special tech to, to show this to people. Yeah. Because it's 24 frames per second. If you could uh, have a video game console that can show video games at 60 frames per second, yeah. There's no reason why you want you sh- you shouldn't have to buy a brand new TV just to experience this at home. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. It's it's it it's it literally just makes the all the movements of everything smoother. When you yeah. see it, what you realize that you already see sixty frame per second. Yeah. Stuff video like a lot of video, a lot of well, the web yeah. content and stuff is all yeah. sixty frames per second. It's just you don't see that in big uh, big budget motion yeah. pictures that often. When you go to the to the like the tech store, like the the big like the big toy store, and you yeah. see the TVs, when you Best Buy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. when they because the, the, there are filters on a lot of televisions that can do this, where they will basically add frames, and it's really off putting. Yeah, like, it extrapolates. Yeah, it, yeah. Fill, it creates filler frames to kind of smooth out the frame rate. To and kinda, it's so yeah. weird because it feels like you're watching a soap opera, except it's like I Johnny. Jojo's TV upstairs when he he got a TV that could do that. I was like, man, we gotta watch everything like that because it makes everything look weird. I know it's so funny that it's so unsettling. It's kind of unsettling, but it looks cool. But hopefully, if it's something filmed natively. Yeah. in 48 frames per second. Well, see, I don't know if Part what articles it, as you a video read... Game nerd, I'm upset that they didn't make the jump to 60. That's, 60 I'm such yeah. a video game nerd. I'm like, why? Well, so the thing is that this recent conference, they did a... They screened um, The Hobbit. Yeah. And, like, Peter the first 10 Hobbit. minutes of The Hobbit. And, yeah, apparently everybody... Not impressed. Yeah. What I read was that, like, all of the... They said, for what it is, it's done well, but the effect that it creates is yeah. not the cinematic Well, it's like... They're like... when you, It's all, like, the... Like the forests and shit and like flying through the mountains that stuff is stunning yeah because you it feels more like you're really there because yeah. everything's moving like you like but yeah. apparently it's like all the sets feel like sets and all the props feel like props and it's just like it's... yeah they said the makeup just looks like it's obviously like the like the dwarves are obviously just guys in makeup just yeah. kind of standing there going because yeah. well the video effect they said it, it looks like it's watching like it's like watching a soap opera yeah. or like a bbc show shot on video like back in yeah. the 70s and well that, that, that's actually a great point because like uh, anyone who's watched uh, uh, BBC stuff from the seventies, yeah. they did the weird thing where they they would shoot the uh, stuff on indoor sets on video yeah. and all the and external stuff. You'll see this on Monty Python. You'll see this on Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. And yeah, all the stuff outside is shot on film. And there's story. always that weird quality yeah. of the image change. It looks magically better whenever they're outside. Yeah, when the doctor's outside, <laughs> it's very cinematic, and he's moving like on film. And then he walks into the t- into the TARDIS, and suddenly it's like you're watching a someone's security camera. Yeah, it's so funny that it's so off putting. Yeah, and it's I'm like, surprised it's taken this long for a major film to, to come out with like a high frame rate well yeah. supposedly this is fucking up a lot of distributors too yeah. this is the, supposedly why this is a big the fact that people are so against this was a big bad thing to happen at this convention because this convention was where peter jackson's trying to get everyone to this yeah. is another thing where they have to upgrade their equipment again everyone yeah. has just upgraded their equipment to show for 3d, 3D films yeah. has to upgrade their shit again to show high frame rate movies and so if 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 the word coming out of these screenings is oh my god it looks like a cheap soap opera yeah that's if i'm a distributor i say fuck no i'm gonna see what the i'm just curious to see what a like a like a three hour soap opera yeah shot in shot in new zealand (laughs) yeah with everyone's dressed like dwarves and shit looks like (laughs) that'll be curious just to see what Uh, i mean i do like the fact that technology has has advanced enough that the very definition, uh, the, the very definition of what is cinematic, is starting to change. Yeah, it just doesn't have to be in anything by default. I think after like, 
Actually, I hope this catches on because I, I hope this becomes. I don't think all films are suddenly going to be forty eight frames per second no. from now on or anything like that. But I hope this becomes an accepted thing that some people could do if they want to shoot like shoot yeah. the kind of you know. Uh, kind of film with a very specific film language. Why not? Yeah. It, what's know? interesting is that it, what I read too apparently is that the CGI blended a lot better for being a higher frame per second. Yeah. Which, which is I'm an interesting thing. See. Although yeah. it's funny because the CGI must be more expensive because then yeah. they have to render qu- they twice, do as, many twice as much. Yeah. But it sounds like, yeah, supposedly just, I don't know if it's because something with the animation clicks better or if it's yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah. But that's something we won't see until we see it with our own eyes. But, I'm curious. Yeah. Man, Hobbit. Man, movies. Man, I love movies. Man, yeah. and then you're gonna Steve, like George Lucas is gonna come out and say we're gonna do the 3D <laughs> high frames. Frames per second. But that's one thing I have no problem with this high frame per second because hopefully, like, yeah, you won't have to buy a new kind of TV to watch this yeah. or anything like that. I like how I'm not even worried about how it's gonna look like in the movie theaters. I'm like, okay, do I? What's it gonna look at home? Because that's where movies live. After a while, it's, it's great to see movies in the movie theater, but that's where they ultimately end up living. And that's one, uh, like, reading more uh, interviews with, like, Steven Spielberg and some of the bigger filmmakers out now where they are just, like, consciously just realizing that, like, their movie is going to live at home and on video and yeah. on people's iPads and yeah. on their computers and way more than they'll ever see those same movies in the theater. So you have to kind of keep an eye out towards that. Yeah. So oh, that's kind of interesting. Movies the are changing. Future. Technology, again, this is the theme of today's podcast. The future is awesome. The future's awesome and also Game of Thrones. That's today's episode. Yeah, one eye looking backwards, one eye looking to the future. One eye being stabbed out by a crow. Yeah. God. Hey everybody, this is the Boy Howdy Podcast. We're boyhowdy.org. We're boyhowdy podcast on the Twitters. Howdy at boyhowdy.org is our email address. Tune in next week for our post-Stumptown podcast where we just talk about stuff that didn't happen to uh, Stumptown because Andy's not going to Stumptown. I was going to say, you can tell me whatever you want. I will not know. I'm going to be too busy selling stuff to really see what the hell else is everyone else. <laughs> I buy stuff at Stumptown and never read it, so. Yeah. So we'll just be talking about next week's episode of Legend of Korra and uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Game of Thrones! Man, we got this! We're going to have some cool Game of Thrones, uh, Legend of Korra stuff to talk about next week. Yeah! Yeah! That you know about watch- and I don't. Yeah, I refuse. Watch, I want to watch it with my wife. It's not that amazing. It's not like something you find like that you don't find out that Aang turned into a chicken and he got ran over by a car. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, actually. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's this week's episode. <laughs> thank y'all as always for listening, friends. Do we? Anything? Which wisdom? It just said thank y'all for listening, friends. Okay. That's all I got. I love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.